Hey, everybody. Welcome to Investing in Cannabis. I'm your host, Brandon David. Well, that's the last time I'm going to be saying that, and you're going to be hearing that, guys. It has been quite the run. This is the last episode. Uh, I have uh, our director, Jacob, who's been here since the beginning, a very good friend of mine. And he asks uh, all the questions you want to hear, why I'm leaving, what I think of the cannabis industry, uh, predictions for the future. Um, it's kind of nostalgic, a little emotional. Um, uh, I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little sad to be moving on, but it has been a, a tremendous ride. 216 episodes started in 2015. Everything has changed since then. I made so many friends and made investments and had things fail and <laughs> all those good things. Um, so many, so many thank yous that I give uh, in the show, but um, Eric, Jacob, all the sponsors, uh, and the audience. Thank you so much for, for spending time. Uh, you've got a, a lot of places you could be in the world. There's a lot of weed podcasts in the world. And uh, you chose to be here with me. And I, I really appreciate that. Um, but anyway, it's a great episode, guys. If you've been listening for a long time, thank you so much. And I hope you enjoy the little behind the scenes and a little perspective. And good luck. Good luck as you go forward in this industry. It's a wild one. It's a fun one, but it's a wild one. Uh, anyway, it's a great episode. I learned a ton. You learned a ton. Tune in. Listen up. Get acquainted. Brandon, this is the last episode ever of this show. Why Why are we here? Why is this ending? There are tears falling all across the cannabis community. Many of your friends are crying right now, listening to this, knowing it's the last one. Why are we here? Why is this the last one? I think it's on a couple different levels. First of all, to the extent anyone's crying, I'm honored. Um, there were, A lot of people have reached out. It's been really nice um, and said that they'll miss it. And is there any way that I keep going? And Someone wanted to buy it, not for enough money, but someone wanted to buy it, which is a nice feeling. Um, why am I ending it? I think like we'll start kind of more generally and then get back to me. Um, everybody is familiar with the challenges um, of the cannabis industry. Uh, and I, I don't want to overstate it and say that there aren't people that are making money, that there aren't businesses that are making money. But if I look at the opportunity relative to the return on my time and money, I, you know, this show hasn't been expensive, but, you know, time and money, um, I wouldn't say it's been a particularly good one. And I, and I think that that's because, you know, we're just we're just a lot further behind um, than anyone expected in this industry. And even in the last couple of days, like. You know, Biden has started talking about weed again. He let a lot of uh, convicted people out. Circle K announced that they're going to have weed in Florida. Uber Eats is delivering weed in Canada. I mean, there are these little moments, but they're kind of small, honestly. And like people make a big deal out of them on LinkedIn. You know, everybody's excited. But like, I don't know. I, I, I think um, we don't have enough national organization around it. 
is the way it feels. And a lot of the states that really were strong um, and motivated, they got legal cannabis. And so I think the fight federally, even though it's talked about a lot, I'm not sure it was pushed. It's being pushed in the same way. Um, but we can't even get safe banking. Um, we can't get a lot of things done that um, I, I just would have expected to be here today. So I think that's on the on the surface is just that the opportunity is not um, as mature as I would have hoped it been at this time and kind of the return on my my time there. Um, the second yeah, one is about- that. Yeah, let's talk about yeah. your let's talk about your time because there's the whole yeah. story of cannabis and where it is and kind of the pace at which federal legalization all that stuff started happening but like what what about you? Why is this the end for you? Yeah, for sure. Um well, I think even though it's bittersweet for me, I'd be lying if I wasn't said I wasn't a little bummed on ending. It's been a great run um i've gotten myself involved in a lot of other great things um a lot of real estate stuff a lot of people know i'm i'm super deep in the short term rental airbnb game um i've i've taken on a lot of stuff for my family a lot of our different assets and such um i made a, a movie my dad and i made our first movie so there's just an incredible amount of other things happening in my life um, and so I don't know, I'm a believer you have to prioritize maybe not one thing, but like a couple different things, right? Um, but but I would also say it's coming at kind of a good time. It was a good transition for me because um I, I like new challenges. Like when I started doing this podcast, it was a real challenge. I can remember like being nervous and I like had to have a drink before and stuff. Like it was like a thing. Um, and like a lot of notes and preparation and thinking through like what I was gonna say. Um, and I don't know, there's that saying about 10,000 hours to mastery or whatever, but I don't know how many hours we've spent doing this, but, um, I certainly feel like I mastered the, the art of, uh, of podcasting and hosting, um, the, I think science of it, the promotion of it, the marketing, all of that stuff is stuff that never interests me as much. Um, I, I guess I could have hired it. I mean. We did some of it um, over the years, but I don't know. I guess ultimately, like, it was about meeting smart people more than it was about having, like, a big, like, following and being an influencer. That's stuff that I never really cared about too much. So So people have been coming to this show as part of their, like, podcast diet. I know there are a lot of cannabis founders, cannabis entrepreneurs out there that are still going to be wanting to consume. So they have to, you know, this show has about been about 20 minutes to an hour each time. Like where should people go now? What would you recommend? They're going to have this gap in their podcast schedule. What should, what should they fill it with? Um, well, as far as like Canada's podcasts go, I think high rise with Emily Paxia and, and Cy Scott is, is really good. They have uh, tremendous access based on who they are. Um, also friends of mine, Emily swears that she learned how to do this for me, which I think is very nice, but I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, no, they, they like get together at trailblazers or like a really great event and do like five or six of like these top executives, um, in a row, which is pretty cool. Um, who else do I like? Well, my friend, Ben, uh, of Vertosa, 
He's starting a new podcast. I think he asked me to be on it. We'll see if that comes together or not. He's decided he also does a MJ Today, uh, which is kind of like a news uh, news outlet. They talk, have a lot of good conversations on there. So, yeah, I think a few of those. The other thing that I would encourage people to do is like, I don't know, there's this echo chamber in cannabis um, and we kind of talk about the same things and there are a great many business lessons to be learned um, from podcasts outside of this one. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I don't need to get into all those, but um, yeah, I, I think like there are a few really smart people in this industry. And then there's a lot of people that are just want to talk about weed because they think it's a good lead generator or something like that, you know? So, um, but the, yeah, those are a couple of good ones. I'd say. That's cool. I mean, it, I, uh, when we went back, when we started this, I don't know if we even, did you have any feeling for, if you had to like guess back then at episode one, when was federal legalization coming? Um, what would you have said back then? Is it a different answer now? So back then would have been about 2015. Um, but I would mm -hmm. say I started thinking about the cannabis industry in 2014 um, I can remember producer Eric, our, our friend, who's been mentioned over the years. He went to like a business cannabis event in Washington, where he's from Washington State. Um, and we talked a lot about that. And like, you know, it, it was really interesting what was happening at the time. It was, it was a real like growth moment. A lot of people figuring stuff out. Um, even though that's still the case, it was like no one knew what they were doing at all. Um, and so it was, it was kind of interesting in that way. So federal legalization, um, I think on the optimistic side, I thought somewhere around 16 or 18, similar to what happened in California when that legalized. Um, I also thought that California legalizing would be a bigger step. Um, it's so many uh, Americans are here, but it was it was less so, I think, than than I anticipated. And today, look, I'd love to say that Biden would do it, but I have no confidence in that. Um, and you know, if we have another conservative cycle of politics, I'm not sure I see that either. Even though there are some bipartisan um, agreements on cannabis. I don't know. I don't see that happening. So we're talking about the next liberal administration. Um, you know, that's anywhere from like three to five years, something like three to eight years. I don't know. You know, so um, I, I don't see the groundswell that a lot of people see, like in these isolated. They're cool moments, right? These isolated like wins. I don't see it collectively yet. Anyway, um, I know that's like Mr. Negative, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of press right now, right? That's coming out about this, about how there was this wave that came in and a lot of initial excitement over the last, look, let's just call it almost decade now. That's kind of like pittered out. And you being one of the, the voices are, everyone's kind of realizing that like, you know, accredited or institutional investment, like it's not, there's not a lot of interest. And I guess, what would it take for you? I'll let you be the voice of those people right now, like to get 
like reinvigorated and be like, okay, you know what? Actually, like this is happening now. Like, let's not even talk about federal legalization. Like, what is what is it that would you would would trigger your interest again and be like, get all your rich friends to be like, hey guys, let's go. It's time. It's time. It's actually time now. Yeah. So I think one of the big ones for me is e-commerce. Um, I'm a big believer as everyone is of our generation and like delivery and getting things conveniently, um, and at a reasonable price. Um, and so the idea that it's unlikely I'm finding, or the average consumer is finding the best product or brand for them because there's a huge gap in between where they go to find cannabis and where the the brands go to find consumers. It's totally disconnected. So whereas like it's pretty likely that like you find the coffee that makes the most sense for you, or if you find the alcohol that's most for your demographic, like you will find that based on who you are and price point and everything. That's really hard to come by. And I think that's one of the exciting things um, and then we get to talk about all kinds of things like what is the value of a region? So in California, we all like to think like we have the best weed here in the world. And maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. But I do know that a lot of people in New York are currently buying weed from California. And so if we could efficiently ship that to them, get that to them, and they could easily be marketed to and buy it. Yeah, it opens up a lot of scalability and a lot of different um, uh, different avenues, I think, different um, ways to really bring more people into the industry, right? I think that's, we were talking about the circle faith thing, like that's the most exciting part of it. It's not like the access, it's more the um, the optics of it, you know, like, oh, we're we're like normalizing it in this way. And I think right now people still feel sometimes like a little icky, like going to the dispensary. Like it's like not, I don't know. It's too stoner-ish still, I think. Like a lot of people there, it's weird. It's like it's like going into a bar, you know, or something like that. Like to buy tequila, it feels, it feels strange in some ways. But so I, I think in addition to e-commerce, um, just like state lines too would be a big deal. Um, because I think there's been a lot of resources and energy put into, I'll just speak right around us, but Arizona, Nevada, um, in really copying what California did. And like, that was pretty unnecessary, you know, like those desert states do not need to be having big indoor grows and, you know, trying to, it just doesn't make any sense. Right. You know, that we, we've created these artificial things, um, I think also, like, if we want to talk more broadly as investors, not just as private investors, but as public investors, um, uh, all of these stocks at some point are going to be uplisted to the major uh, exchanges. And this is just a prediction, but a lot of people think that's like a 10x moment um, for a lot of cannabis companies because, like you said, there's not enough interest because it's still seen as risky and like partially illegal and just uncertain. Right. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think that will come. Um, I don't know how many people that have those stocks will be able to hang on. 
I literally have stocks that like are pennies, like half a penny, you know, and it sounds great, you know, like, oh, Jay-Z started a weed company, like they got together with Coliva, they have this huge reach, they have great weed, and then their stock's like 70 cents, you know, so like, why is that? Well, it's not because of them. It's it's the market. It's the world we live in. It's the lack of liquidity, the lack of debt, all these things that we've talked about on the show um, a lot of different times. But yeah, I, I think those are those are it. Um, the tax structure. I, I mean, the tax structure is obviously a problem, but I don't see a simple solution there. I don't think like states. The, the liberal states anyway, which have all the people, are going to um, want to give up that too easily. Generally, when they create taxes, they don't really roll them back. That's not really how it works. So, yeah. So this whole thing is like just a spider web rat's nest of problems. And uh, I guess in thinking about our listeners, knowing that it's a lot of like nerds, that are super interested in this industry, entrepreneurs, small business owners, maybe some investors in there too. Like, speak to them. What are your What are your parting thoughts here? You've pointed people towards. You've listed your reasons for going. Um, you've pointed people towards some great podcasts. But like, what are your your final words to that group of people that we know are listening to this right now? Well, the founders and investors um, largely have been hosed in this industry, and and I'll say that and. I commend you guys for hanging in there. And obviously there have been some successes, but by and large, I think the investments uh, that I've been around, that I've seen, they've yet to really pop. You know, they've yet to really uh, prove out. Um, Even like the biggest MSOs, as they call them, you know, the biggest national corporations, they're just tiny, you know, they're just tiny. And so is that worth a lot? Um, yeah, we'll see, I guess. Um, I think the absolute most benefit that anyone has seen in this industry is if you are an employee uh, of a cannabis company, you have a pretty damn good life. I have to say that because like they are very like generally warm and welcoming and like um, sympathetic people, empathetic people. There's way more weed smoked at work than I think anyone could ever imagine. Like, I, yeah, like people that don't work in the weed industry have no idea how much weed is being consumed by these people. And I think that's kind of a testament to like weed. It's just that you can be super productive and you can be thoughtful and creative. But like, yeah, that's happening at uh, a pretty high level, I would say, which is kind of an interesting uh, ramification. Um, but yeah, I think, um, look, if you're going to be in this industry, I think you have to really, really want to be. Um, because if you're optimizing for almost anything else, uh, there's other things that make sense for you. Um, but yeah, if you like weed, and <laughs> there's a lot of fucking people that like weed. That's the thing I realized doing this show too, is that like people I would have never expected that liked weed or wanted to talk about it or had a question or whatever, like just so many different people. But yeah, I mean, if, if you're into it, if you're into going to the conferences and the parties and you want to be part of that community, which I've been lucky enough to be a part of, like, yeah, it's epic. You know, it's pretty fun to 
to work. I mean, yeah, like I think people that work in the wine industry, at least certain parts of it, they probably feel the same way, right? They're like, hey, we get to go every day and like drink wine, <laughs> you know, like that sounds pretty rad. So I think that's probably the most benefit. Um, I think specifically to the founders, we spent a lot of time with founders on this show uh, and they were open and honest and like kind of like, you know, let us in. Um, look, if you are many years down the road, if you're five, six, seven years into this business, like um, you're going to see it through. You're going to see whatever happens. You know, you're, you're pot committed, as they say. Um, but if you're thinking about this industry, if you're, if you're in the beginning stages, if you're trying to raise, you know, an early round of money, you, you just better be very sure about your intention and the model. And because it's so easy to lose money in this industry and, and just go out of business quickly. So you have to really think about whether California needs another weed drink. You know, you got to really think about like, okay, I'm setting up a grow because I love to grow weed, but like, where is the price of wholesale cannabis today? And can I actually make any money? Right. Or even we're talking about New York now, you know, people are scrambling around to get licenses and position themselves there. And I kind of fear the same thing is going to happen that did in California. The politics are largely the same. So yeah, I think just like you have to be very intentional. Whereas I think in other businesses that you start, there's room to pivot. There's more flexibility. You have more access to money. You know, it's just, it's just a little easier. So I would never tell anyone not to pursue their entrepreneurial dreams, but I would just take a real like heavy second and think about whether cannabis industry is the right one for you. I think that's really, really good advice. I hope the people listen to that. Um, what I want to say here on behalf of everybody to you, Brandon, is thank you for your time in doing this show for over 200 episodes. I mean, not a small feat, my friend. Uh, I've been with you most of the way. Um, and, you know, it's taken a lot of time, a lot of work. Eric has put in a producer. Eric has put in a lot of work. Um, myself, Clay, I'm forgetting the names of the other editors that have been with you behind the scenes putting the shows together. Um, yeah. And on behalf of all the listeners, you know, hit Brandon up on, on the gram, say hello, say thank you. But, you know, it's been, I know people have learned a ton from this show because we've been hearing from them for the past, gosh, how many years? It's been seven years. It's insane. Seven? Yeah. 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 It's yeah, great. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Um, but that, I mean, thanks for all the work and all the interviews. And it's been really cool for me to remember that very first episode in that basement to now where I'm like, okay, we're going to do another show at some point because you've gotten so good at interviewing people. Like we just need to pick a new topic now and just keep going. We don't know what it is, but I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be doing something else here in, in, in the near future. Yeah, no, I, I mean, thank you, man. That's nice. It never gets old when people tell me how much they like the show or they like um, what we do or that they learned something or they, they got the job because they listened in preparation or they found their first investor. They found a deal they liked, you know, that never got old. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, so many people to thank, obviously to you. I mean, technically I had no idea how to do any of this and it used to be quite a bit harder. 
I mean, today it's a lot easier, but seven years ago when we started seven plus years, like it took a lot of equipment and expertise to just record a podcast, which is really wild um, considering we're just recording this like on Zoom right now. And it's going to sound great, even though you're an audiophile and you don't think anything sounds great. You can't use the word great. You can't use the word great. I'll use the word. It's passable. We are, we have passable audio today. (laughs) That that's the behind the scenes of this show is me doing interviews in crazy, loud, weird situations. Jacob complaining that it doesn't sound good enough. That's our, that's our weekly back and forth, but it's been a pleasure, man. You and I certainly are a lot better friends. Uh, as a result of it. And yeah, as far as new shows, um, certainly I'm going to do something else. I don't know in what space that's in. Like I told you, I'm in real estate and movies and I don't know what else. And and uh, it'll be a little while, you know, um, it won't be immediate, but um, I really like interviewing people. I really like the connection, the sort of undivided attention you get um, when you interview someone. They can't be on their phone. They can't be thinking about anything else. Um, it's very engaging in a way that's pretty, just pretty rare today, um, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, other thank yous, obviously, to Eric. Uh, Eric is a, such a curious person. Um, and every day, he just wanted to learn more about the industry, more about the plant, meet more people, think more creatively. Um and in the later years, I've kind of, you know, he, he decided to do some other things and I've become the producer of the show and it's, um, it's no easy feat. And I'm sure it was much more difficult when nobody knew and nobody was listening. So, um, yeah, uh, who else sponsors, um, spoke financial NorCal cannabis Heffernan insurance. Um, there's more, who else did it? Honestly. Um, on fleet for sure thank you um on fleet not just as a sponsor but they really like believed in me and allowed me to do this i was a new sales hire in a technology company and i said hey i'm going to talk about weed on the internet and they did not bat an eyelash they were super supportive i think that it was ultimately very good for them i mean they uh, they have a lot of weed customers i sold a lot of customers i think it gave us uh, a lot of credibility um, in the space, but you know, I, I just don't think there's many um, executives, may, many companies that would be kosher with what I was doing, and certainly would not be here um, with that, them. Including, like you know, they were on the show. I used to do episodes in their office. You know, just a lot of a lot of support and and a lot of love for Canvas over there as well. Um, who else? Who else um, has sponsored the show? trying to think um there there are more and if i forgot you i'm sorry it wasn't because i didn't appreciate you the idea that anybody would ever pay me to talk about weed um is pretty remarkable and then even crazier that there were people that wanted to listen to that to me talk about weed is pretty wild i think at our peak we were maybe like fifty thousand listens a month something like that um so I don't know. I mean, by podcast standards, that's not a huge number, but by weed business standards, that's like a huge number. Think about, you know, that number of people that want to hear about startups in the weed industry. You know, it's like a pretty niche thing. Um, and and when I do something else, something new, 
I think it will be more for a more general audience. You know, I think it will be a little, um, yeah, a little more approachable for, for many people. Um, yeah, I talked about the audience, but thanks again to the audience. I mean, like I said, we had some pretty big numbers at our peak, but especially maybe the last three or four years, there's like these thousand people. I've called them the core 1000 on this show before, but that listened like to the whole episode on the day it came out. And like I, those people, I know a, a lot of them. And I know that like, this was a big part of their commute or their exercise or their shit or wherever they listen to it. And like, I, that's awesome. Like the fact that they like followed and gave a shit and like, you know, sent me emails and commented on LinkedIn posts and like, you know, thought of this show as, as a, a learning opportunity for them, right? Because nobody listens to this show just for entertainment value. They're they're spending their valuable time, their their career on trying to learn something. And I tried to take that seriously over the years, you know, that like people, these people have their time is very valuable. It's not as if I was doing like a stoner show, like we're reviewing strains or something, right? It's like these people have limited time and they and they chose to spend it here. And and that's really cool. So um, thank you for that. And yeah, I'm not going away. You can always hit me up. I'll still be reading the, the LinkedIn weed news. And um, yeah. Speaking of, speaking of strains, let's end this how you often always ended the shows. Is what, are you, what are you smoking right now? What's your strain? What are you partaking so, in these days? Yeah, so I have some Fantasy Island um which is actually a hybrid i normally go towards uh more of an indica but it just looked um particularly awesome and uh let's see i think it's pure beauties uh i usually buy smalls because i'm economical um anybody that has the opportunity to buy to buy small should always buy smalls it's the same weed it's like uh it's like buying uh the deformed hot dog it tastes the same and um, it's cheaper. Uh, Imperfect Produce, that's a big company. On Fleet, again, that's an On Fleet customer. But um, yeah, they, you know, they sell you fucked up fruit for cheaper. That should be their slogan, fucked up fruit for cheaper. But uh, <laughs> just, hearing you, just hearing you talk about all of your, your choice and options that you have make me want to move back to California. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, honestly, it's great because I'm um, a stoner, but um, there's too many options. Like people are so overwhelmed and there's a lot of shitty options. You're so and, privileged. You're so privileged. In so many ways. Yes. <laughs> even, even the ability to do a podcast is True. so much privilege. If you think about that, like the idea that someone wants to listen to me on a recurring basis because i'm smart like that's that's outrageous that that much privilege let's, let's end it uh, on that a lot to be grateful for a lot to be grateful for absolutely it's been fun guys thank you so much um and uh go put something better in your ears like this you know it was great but there's there's better things out there <laughs> 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 oh that's good that's good i'm gonna stop recording <laughs>